Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello. Welcome to this week's Must Hear Music podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. I'm sitting here with Erica Ramirez. Hey, guys. As well as Jason Lipschitz. What's up, man? Uh, nothing. I don't know. Must Hear Music Podcast. That's that what's up. That is what's up. So uh, Jason has a very exciting situation last night, which oh, yeah? I will let him talk about uh, right now, actually. So why don't, why don't you tell the good people what incredibly wonderful I Am Jealous of You thing you did last night? Um, I got home and watched some NBA basketball, <laughs> I guess. Before that, oh, you mean that, before that? No, I did mean the basketball, but oh, the what, basketball? what was before okay. that? So I went to a listening session for the Wu-Tang Clan's new album, A Better Tomorrow. And I had, it was A Better Tomorrow, and I had a great last night. <laughs> I had no joke there. but We can work on that one. Let's uh, edit A Better Tomorrow yeah. afterwards. So I came in, so I'm a huge Wu-Tang Clan fan. Uh, I know that Erica to my left is the juice editor. She's the hip hop editor, but I feel like, and I was talking about this with a couple people last night. I feel like I have, there are a couple artists, hip hop artists that I, you usually let me write about because yes, <laughs> you just like, you understand my passion about yeah, them. So one of, and one of which is Wu-Tang, also the dream, the dream, also R. Kelly, R. Kelly. Migos is Migos now on the list. Migos is definitely now yeah. on the list. So I have a list of artists that I just let Jason just go yeah. with. Like, yeah. That's fine. And I always appreciate that. <laughs> um, Will Smith, if we ever write about Will Smith. Yes. He needs to, yeah. He needs to Jiggy come back. his rap career. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. Oh, you guys are both horrible. Oh, yeah, we're, yeah. we're super lame today. Anyway, so yeah, so I, I went to the Wu-Tang Clan album listening, and I was in a studio with RZA as he was playing his full new Wu-Tang Clan album and I was just like wow ninth grade me would be <laughs> crapping his pants right now because that's all I would dream about doing is like hang in the studio with, RZA. with RZA. and I, like talk to him afterward wow. I mean listen like I you know I fanboy a little bit about the Wu-Tang Clan like you god came in and I was like oh my god that's you god and like Master Killer was there and I was like oh my god that's Master Killer I wasn't even talking to anybody I was just talking to myself anyway <laughs> So Wu-Tang Clan, Better Tomorrow, I came in with very, I wouldn't say low expectations, but I just had zero expectations. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not that I thought that the album was going to be bad. I just didn't know what to expect because their last proper album was Eight Diagrams from 2007. And like, it had some good points on it, but it's also kind of a mess. And it also sounds like Raekwon and Ghostface want no part of that album. So... 
you know, that was seven years ago. They've been saying a new Wu-Tang Clan album is coming out. They were on The Daily Show in August and still nothing came out. So I was like, all right, well, I hope I, something actually exists for me to listen to tonight. But it was 15 songs. It's really well produced. And it's I've kept saying it's a back to basics album because that's just what it feels like. It, it just it doesn't feel overthought at all. It doesn't feel like anything more than it should be, which is a Wu-Tang Clan album in 2014. It doesn't try to innovate. It's not, you know, it's not going to be like a Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City. But it's just like these guys know they're pros. They know what they're doing. And they know how to tell gritty stories over huge soul samples. And it's, you know, with, with some kung fu dialogue mixed in. Like, it's it's everything you would hope for. Um, so, yeah, so the, the song we're going to listen to is, uh, is it Ruckus and B Minor? Ruckus that's what and we're B talking Minor. About? That is the one that's available to yeah. the, the public, not just the New York media elite like Jason Lipschitz. Yeah, yeah. So they they played the whole album and that was the first song on the album. It's not the best song on the album, but it's it's definitely fun. It's a little bit indicative of what people are going to hear on this album, which is just a lot of energy. I mean, it it, it looks back in a way that I appreciate cuz ODB is on on it. Um but you know, you also have, you know, back-to-back great verses from Ghostface and Jizza. It's funny how um Ghostface, he might have sound sounded the worst on Eight Diagrams, and he's my favorite Wu Tang rapper. He actually sounds really energized on this album, especially on the second half of this of this album. So I'm excited about that. And yeah, I mean, listen, if you like Wu Tang Clan, I feel like this is going to be. It's not a mind blowing album, but it's probably the album you've been waiting for, which is just like a a really solid Wu Tang Clan album. I mean, and the last thing I'll say because I'm just rambling now is. It kind of reminds me of um, Raekwon a couple years ago put out Only Built for Cuban Links 2. And people went nuts about that album. And I don't think, like, it's not because that album is, like, groundbreaking in a way. Like, it's not going to be, like, beautiful, like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. It's just a really solid Wu-Tang Clan album. And that's what I feel like people want. And, you know, I feel like that kind of belongs in this category of also just, you know, really fun, really enjoyable Wu-Tang stuff. Does it sound like they've been fighting? From what I could tell, no. Okay, good. There's not a lot of Jizza on the album, which is a bummer because Jizza is one of my favorite. But the I feel first like you've said that everyone, I think you've named every single one and said that they're your favorite. No, so that's no, how I know no. that you're a fanboy. That you, I like, have you really love all of them in their Jizza, own ways. Way they're like there. kids; like you love them all. I know. But in their I own can't way. pick between them. <laughs> but yeah, the um, it's it's interesting how like how the how the album is kind of delineated because the first half of the album. There's really not that much Ghostface on, and I was like, oh man, is this going to be another Wu Tang project where Ghostface just doesn't really show up? But then the second half of the album, he kind of owns. So I was, I was just really happy about that. They don't sound like they're they're pissed off at each other. It sounds like there there's obviously more like You God and Capadonna than like Raekwon, but like you, you know, you kind of expect that at this point. And Raekwon shows up and and does some great verses. So I'm I was very pleased. That's all. That I'm excited to listen to this again. Yeah, I would say having only and the heard the podcast is over. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right we go. See you next week. <laughs> um, having only heard Ruckus and B Minor, um, I think it it kind of it, what you're saying makes absolute sense. Like this is it's a great song. I mean, you're you're right. Like this is not reinventing anything. It's not terribly innovative. But I think kind of the best thing you could say for someone in their position is that 
they're not like just resting on their laurels and just trying to like retread the sound that they had before. Like this sounds, it sounds good. Like it's still, you know, it's maybe not the most progressive, but it's, it's uh, relevant enough, I guess. Like it sounds good. It doesn't sound like um, they're just trying to recreate the sounds of their classics. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing. And I mean, I was kind of smiling when I was listening to um, Inspector Deck, who is totally underrated and great, but like his verse is just naming a bunch of like popular TV shows. Yeah. And that, that made me think that was like, <laughs> hey, we're like, we know what's going on in t- 2014. Like The Mentalist, Big Bang Theory, Sons of Anarchy. That, that kind of <laughs> made me think like, why, why are you just naming all these TV yeah. shows? But that being said, um, you know, it's every everyone has a has a pretty good chance to shine, and um, I'm hoping the whole album also gives everyone. Their, like it's their the bit. thing is, it's tough because every Wu Tang album could be their last. Like it really could be. Like they could just be, be it, because it's such a process of getting all these guys together. And this is the 20th anniversary of Enter Enter the 36 Chambers. Like, I really feel like this could be the last Wu-Tang album. I mean, it and probably will be, I would Yeah. Guess. Like, Aside from the Shaolin secret album. The secret, the one billion dollar buy. album. Um, which is weird. It's so weird that they're, I, I was thinking about that last night, how they like made an album, but they made another album and they mm-hmm. feel like other, like people are going to want to own the other. Like, it's so weird. Like there's, there's an album right there that everyone can listen to in a month. But anyway, I, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's a fun Wu-Tang album. And I'm, I'm glad that they're kind of rounding back into form a little bit. Like I said, there's no like radio singles here. I know I'll, I'll shut up. I'll <laughs> shut up. Okay, guys. No. Erica's it's funny. Me. It's just funny because I haven't. Just heard wait you. until the new Adele I, album comes out. I will. <laughs> I'm gonna dedicate one. I'm gonna dedicate the Juice podcast yeah. on just the Adele album. But no, it's just so funny to like hear you be such a fan. Like, yeah. And especially of like an entire album, and it which is hard. I think nowadays to actually like be excited for a an entire whole album, but it's also probably because it's Wu Tang. But yeah, it's funny because I, I thought about that last night when. You know, we were at the listening session, and uh, about half half the journalists there were like were like me, and like taking notes and like really listening, and you know, doing all this stuff. And then the other half of the people were just kind of talking, and some left before the album was done. And I was like, tisk, "Guys, tisk. what are you? Like, this you is the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Come yeah, on, seriously." So I, I you Joe know. wants names. <laughs> yeah, I want names. <laughs> I want I want to switch places with them. I get very pa- I get very passionate about the Wu Tang Clan, and like I said, though I'm realistic. I didn't think that you know going into last night, I didn't really have any high expectations, but I was pleasantly surprised. Cool. Well, let's listen to Ruckus and B minor. Still number one, still number one, still number one, 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 still number one, still number one, still number one, one, one. The most duplicated, anticipated, validated urban legends in the books with the ones who made it highly celebrated. All right, that was Wu Tang Clan, Ruckus and B minor. Uh, next up, let's talk about a Theophilus London song. This track is one of my picks. It's called Water Me, and it features Leon Ware. Uh, So Theophilus London dropped his Kanye West-produced album Vibes. Vibes! It has an exclamation point. I'm trying to get that across. Uh, So this is the first track on the album, and it's it's certainly not like... This this, this is what I'll say about it. It's a good song, but it's definitely very relaxed. Like, this is the kind of 
hip hop song you can imagine, like basically just a college stoner like zoning out to. Like he smoked way too much. He can barely like get his you know hand to the laptop to change <laughs> the track, and he's just listening to this. Um, it is it is a cool sound though. The, the reason though I wanted to focus in on this track is I just think it's so cool what Theophilus London is doing on this album. So this is an entire album with no samples. Um, yet Leon Ware is kind of this vintage, like, Detroit soul guy who co-wrote a ton of the Marvin Gaye album, I Want You, and has a bunch of various other credits. You know, this is not someone whose name is in the national consciousness, who is working with A-listers with any regularity. Um, and I just think it's really remarkable that Theophilus London, instead of just grabbing, like, some obscure 1971 Leon Ware sample for his track. He actually went out, got the guy, you know, this 70-something-year-old dude, brought him into the studio, talked about some vintage stories, made new music together. So you get this kind of throwback feel, but without just taking a sample. Like, I just think that's a really great way to, like, pay tribute to an underappreciated talent and someone that you grew up loving. Um so that's what I have to say about that. I talked to the Office London about vibes and we talked about Leon Ware. And he literally said that he just came over and pretty much just let him do what he wanted to do. Like he already had production all set. But Leon Ware was just like, let's just focus on this or let's talk about this more. And he even said like he was so up to doing anything that Leon Ware said. It was just like if he wanted coffee, he'd like go get coffee for him. Or Leon Ware was just like, maybe we should have like women in the backyard, like in the pool. And he's just like, all right, I'll go get women for you. Like whatever type of thing that he wanted in order to like be more, I guess, inspired or feel it a little bit more. The opposite was like all for. But so I, I totally understand as to like how he just kind of let Leon Ware guide him. And I think it's like a, a great artist to like let you be guided but i mean overall like the the project i don't know about jason over here to my right yeah i i could <laughs> not get behind the song joe i'm sorry man Too sleepy. i'm sorry yeah it was like you know shout out to theophilus london and you know great artist but this song i was zoning out you just you said it yourself you this song is made for freshman stoners to zone out to i am not a freshman stoner that's true and I was not, I was not a freshman stoner, but, you know, in, in an alternate reality, I still feel like I wouldn't like this song. I, I think that's, I think that's totally fair. Those are like straight say, shots. Like 90s sorry, like no shots, but those are like straight shots. It's, yeah. yeah, it's not the most exciting track, but I think it has a nice, uh, I guess, I don't know, soulful lushness to it. Like it does remind me of that, that classic Marvin Gaye sound, the kind of understated I want you. Um, is it as good as that song? No, like that's a much better constructed song i feel like i want to give you if you haven't listened to it yet i want to give you the full flying lotus album and like yeah i've got I love the flying lotus <laughs> like i feel yeah. like this is the vibe that this is going for yeah but i mean that that's almost more jazzy and like in your face like this is this is totally and i hate the word but like chillax music and if you Chillaxing. don't like chillax music don't seek it out but if if it's something that you enjoy occasionally more laid-back hip-hop like that's what this is and i think it's it's good for that Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But, it, you know, it's... I got again, your back, Joe. Yeah, I got you your know back. what I'm saying. I got only I only got shots at this. Uh, you only got <laughs> shots. I mean, I think yeah, like the Flying Lotus is great, but it's a pretty frenetic album, and sometimes you just need like something that's low key to put on in the background. I mean, I'm sure like no one wants to hear that about their music, but well, but that's also, kind of what this is to me. There's a Kanye West song, I believe it's called yeah. "Can't Stop," which right. is like, and that not is pretty. That, so. Yeah, that's banging. But anyways, well, let's listen to it. It is Theophilus London featuring Leon Ware. Song is called "Water Me." All right, that was Theophilus London, Water Me. Next up, let's talk about a uh, new Mary J. Blige song. It is When You're Gone, and I'm going to toss it off to Erica. It's uh, it's another sad song. I uh, know. <laughs> it's another very... I like the sad song. It's not, it is a sad song. I feel like I heard it the first two... T- well, I heard it when um, the album leaked, and I kind of skimmed through the album. And you're used to, I think, a certain type of ballad, especially when it's like a heartbreak ballad from Mary J. Blige, and I think this is more progressive one i don't think it's some that we've heard but it still has like that signature voice of hers of like you feel what mjb is feeling um and i also just like that it's a different type of production as far as her ballads go like i said this on the juice podcast last week where i was a little nervous that it would be all like dance songs and i'm glad to hear this although it's very um sad uh, I still appreciate the fact that she could still make these type of songs and be as effective as she used to be. Yeah, I was just impressed. Um, I, I totally agree with you. I'm glad that the full London Sessions album isn't just going to be like disclosure dance stuff. Um, and I'm also impressed that for like a song where she slowed it down, she kept it minimal. Like, I think there's like a hint of strings at one point, but it's really mostly acoustic guitar. And you could easily see someone being like no mary like we need to like you know add some stuff to this mix like make it more robust and it would just get saccharine like too many strings or like a dumb piano thing in the background so i appreciate that this is kept minimal um i agree though you know this is not an earth-shattering song but in terms of like a full album i can imagine this fitting in being like a nice reprieve but i'm also now that you say that i'm also surprised that it is so minimal considering who she worked with which is like sam smith which was not that on his album yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's been interesting what to see. What if you just said yeah? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. I th- I think it's interesting the kind of resurgence Mary J has had with working with artists like Sam Smith and Disclosure. This is a this is a great song. I mean, this is a very straightforward song, and I enjoy. I always enjoy what Mary J does. Like I, I've been a fan for a long time. I I kind of wish that I, I I'm hoping to hear more upbeat stuff and she has she has like a good amount of both on the album yeah so i'm excited to hear that but you know when she slows things down it's still mary J just 
kind of keeping the core steady and yeah i i'm i'm a fan and i i already added it to my sad times playlist i don't i don't actually have a sad times playlist but if i did it should be sad boys sad boys add it to your sad boys playlist (laughs) yeah very cool all right well let's uh let's listen to it so mary j blige when you're gone like i did when we were first together no one in this world could ever hold me better just tell me when you're coming home when you're gone I miss you like it took a piece of me with ya. Didn't think I cared. That was Mary J. Blige, When You're Gone. Next up, let's talk about uh, a group I like to call Fifth Harmony. And yeah. a lot of other people like to call Fifth Harmony, too, because that's their name. Am I just, um, like, the weirdest guy for wanting to just talk about Wu-Tang Clan and Fifth Harmony? I feel like this is, like, the Jason podcast. This really is, yeah, like, there's not a classic lot. Jason. <laughs> I would imagine there's not too many people who are super stands for both Wu-Tang uh, I wouldn't Fifth call Harmony. myself a super stand for Fifth Harmony, but I am. I love this song. So the song we're talking about. There's only about, one Jason Joe. Remember there's that. There's only true. one me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this song is called Sledgehammer. It's their new single from their upcoming album, Reflection. I really like their first single, Boss. Just a really silly, fun song. I remember you having me listen to that, and I actually really liked it. Yeah, that. the Michelle Obama song. Um, this is a totally different vibe. It's It's very much a kind of european synth pop it was written by megan trader uh, i don't know if you knew Love that her. joe i don't know if you knew that as well Do you guys, have you guys watched my um spotify oh my goodness yeah, how I much know. i play that song jason lurks on my spotify i do lurk on I, your spotify i've been playing megan trader a lot every single day i feel like i'm not ashamed give me that title uh <laughs> yeah no i feel like <laughs> maybe that's Maybe that's like a sub. That title. <laughs> Maybe that's like a sub yeah. to someone. Like. <laughs> okay, um, sorry. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, this is just Fifth Harmony is for those unaware. Uh, they were on the U.S. version of the X Factor season two. They have an incredibly rabid fan base called the Harmonizers. I I tweet. I literally tweeted. Yes, or last week, I was like, ah, I really like the new Fifth Harmony song. Like that, it was, it was that, you know, innocent. It got like 300 retweets. I was like, what's going on? And thank God you liked it. You might not be here today if you had. I know, I might be missing. But anyway, I, so their, their EP, uh, debut EP came out last year. It was called Better Together. And it was kind of a mess in terms of they didn't really know where to go with it. And, you know, Boss came out earlier this this year, became their biggest hit on the Hot 100, wasn't a huge crossover hit, but then you have Sledgehammer, and I'm not so, I'm not sure how well this song is going to do, but it, this is a great pop song. Like, this is just a really well-writ, well, well-writ, well-written, <laughs> see how excited I get whoa, about whoa, Wu-Tang whoa. and Fifth Power Harmony? <laughs> well-written melody, and I just love the kind of rapidity of the chorus where they they go into it and then they speed up on the third measure i like how it slows down in the bridge and then it goes back up for the final chorus i just like uh, and and i i wrote this somewhere uh, that it's like my favorite song about like the physical manifestation of teenage love sickness since demi lovato's heart attack because the, the, their songs about you love the same that song things. also yeah i love that song too but yeah i mean the both songs are basically just about like walking down the hallway and you see like your crush and you like get the jitters and like you know um and your pulse is beating like a sledgehammer it's like sledge one of the two yeah but yeah um no i agree with you I, i'm i'm not 
and that, God, I hope they don't find me on Twitter, but I am not a Fifth <laughs> Harmony fan. Uh, I, I felt just kind of like a track like Miss Moving On, which was, I think, from yeah. the EP was just Forgettable, like, right? Yeah, forgettable, like Kelly Clarkson light, and you could tell that it was very much, the songs were constructed to like, now this person in the band's going to do yeah. their little solo, and now this person gets their part. Um, and the great thing about this track, and I, I love this song, honestly, yeah, um, is that... It, it just seamlessly blends like instead of being like okay now we have to give girl number one her chance and then girl number two like the vocals just blend together it's a well-constructed song and i think it's a more like listen their their last stuff their ep i guess was more of an early 2000s throwback this is like way yeah. further this is yeah. like 80s 90s euro totally. dance and i think that's even though it's further away, like it's a more relevant throwback. Like people are digging that sound now. Yeah. Um, so, and I, like you said, like it's a well-constructed pop song. It, it's immediately catchy. It's great. Yeah. 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 I was just going to say that that is like super catchy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it totally is. The thing is, and th- I won't ramble on this one. Like it's I ramble okay. on the Wu-Tang Clan. The I have snacks. Is- so <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, so fifth harmony, um, in terms of like the girl groups of uh, uh, you know popular music right now, it's basically girl. It's basically Fifth Harmony and Little Mix. Little Mix is the UK version. Um, they four piece won the X Factor over there, and they have already released two albums. They've kind of established their sound, and it's interesting to see Fifth Harmony do that. I think both of them have been really successful in establishing what they want to do, making really you know well crafted pop songs. And I just, yeah, I, I really like it. I, I thought it was smart to get Megan Trainer on board. Um, gives it a nice little wrinkle. And, and yeah, the lyrics are tight. I, I, I recommend the Must Hardly Hear Music Podcast, Sledgehammer by Fifth Harmony. Yeah, let's, uh, so let's listen to that. That's Fifth Harmony, Sledgehammer. I feel the fever and I won't lie. I break a sweat. My body's telling all the secrets I ain't told you yet. All right, that was Fifth Harmony's Sledgehammer. And uh, I just wanted to tag one thing onto that. So regarding the Megan Trainer uh, that she co-wrote this song, I just think that's for a lot of people who are like, oh, Megan Trainer, she's going to be a one-hit wonder. Like, I think it's important to remember that even if she's not going to be a chart topper under her own name, like, this girl has a lot of good songs to her name. Like, yeah. she really can construct Erica knows a song. In my heart, Megan Trainor's number one. And you compare <laughs> something like All About That Bass, which is like a 50s kind of doo-wop throwback to this, which is entirely different. Like, she obviously knows music and can construct different sounds. Um, next up, I want to talk about Church's Dead Air. This is their song from the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 soundtrack, which is uh, the Lord-curated soundtrack, which means... Th- plenty of opportunities to make puns on lord and church and lord goes to churches oh, et cetera goodness. et cetera but think about that fill Joe. in your own pun um basically the song dead air is it's totally like familiar church's territory like i would say anyone who's listened to their music knows that they kind of do the same thing over and over but i think what makes it work is that 
they construct really great songs. Like, it's not just a sound. Like, they have good songs. So you've got, like, some chirpy synths here, but it's also, like, a nice, warm, inviting sound. Unlike a lot of synth-pop revivalists, like, this doesn't sound distant and weird. Like, this is a sound that kind of invites you in. So um, I'm a fan of it. If you're a fan of churches, check it out. If you have not really delved into churches, this is a great place to start. Um Anybody else have any but no, thoughts? Going on off it? of what you said, I feel like sometimes it could be it could sound a little forced when artists experiment with this type of sound. So I'm glad that that is not the case in this part. Yeah, I mean, this is just they they know exactly what their lane is and what to do. And this does this sounds very similar to the uh, the Bones of What You Believe album that they put out last year. And you know, it's interesting to hear this Mockingjay album kind of be used as a stopgap for some artists like even lord but he also some someone like miguel is is experimenting a little bit yeah this just seems like a little bit this seems like anthemic churches like churches in anthemic mode and right. i'm a fan of that yeah i'm a fan of that and you're right the chorus is more anthemic but it's also a little more understated than your typical anthemic track which i guess you know makes sense because they're certainly not like aiming for top of the pops they're more of like indie popular yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we've gotten some some great stuff from the Mockingjay soundtrack so far. Like we talked about before, Lord's contribution was good. You know, it certainly not doesn't rank amongst her best songs, and I would say similarly, this does not rank amongst Church's best songs. Um, but the one that we got with Miguel and Chemical Brothers was truly incredible. Yeah, and we recently found out that. Uh, the mysterious track five, which had not been named <laughs> until yesterday on this album, is going to be a collaboration between Major Lazer, aka Diplo, and Ariana Grande. So, and that, I mean, I'm very excited. That could be very good or very bad. I, I just want to point that I out. I agree, but I have to say, when I heard about that Ariana Grande was doing a song with Zed, I was like, man, that's going to be a mess. And Break Free is like fantastic. It's such a good song. Yeah. So I feel like it's not my favorite on the album, but um uh, <laughs> No, but I that sounds exciting though, like a Diplo or Major Laser. He could get great things out of her. I, like I said, it could be very good or very bad. Right. We'll see. He'll get her out of her lane though. I feel like otherwise she kind of sticks to the the like soulful Mariah type thing. You need someone to like grab her and shake her up a little bit. But anyways, well, uh, There you go. So yes, so the point is we're excited for that. Um, that is all we have for you guys this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any recommendations about bands or songs or restaurants or really anything, restaurants, uh, tweet it at us. Yo, shout out. Let's get some restaurant suggestions and we could record the podcast must there. From the restaurant. From yeah, the restaurant. Must eat music. Must eat food. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Uh, have a good week. Bye, Thanks, guys. guys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.